Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Life has been breathed back into the SNC Lavlan scandal. The Parliamentary Ethics Committee, they're busy people, this past week heard about and questioned the RCMP's failure to interview the Prime Minister during the investigation of the SNC Lavlan, Justin Trudeau interference with the Attorney General Minister of Justice, Jody Wilson-Raybould. Remember, the mandate of the RCMP at the time was to investigate obstruction of justice and intimidation of a justice system participant. But they did not question the Prime Minister. They didn't think it was necessary. So I went out. I didn't go out. I, I, I started doing some looking for information I could share with you, and I just kept going back to the testimony of Jody Wilson-Raybould before Parliament as she spoke about the intimidation that she had to deal with from the Prime Minister and the Prime Minister's office. And we played a clip for you yesterday. We'll play it again shortly. But what a week in Parliament. Michael Barrett joins us. Back with us, the Conservative Party of Canada's Shadow Minister for Ethics and Accountable Government. Not much of either, Mr. Barrett. Uh, not after eight years of Justin Trudeau, Roy. Sure isn't. Uh, I want to play for you a little bit of what uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould said in that uh, hearing that she participated in four, four or five years ago, just over a minute. Can you, can you bear with us and have a listen? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, let's have a listen. For a period of approximately four months between September and December of 2018, I experienced a consistent and sustained effort by many people within the government to seek to politically interfere in the exercise of prosecutorial discretion in my role as the Attorney General of Canada in an inappropriate effort to secure a deferred prosecution agreement with SNC-Lavalin. These events involved 11 people, excluding myself and my political staff, from the Prime Minister's office, the Privy Council office, and the office of the Minister of Finance. This included in-person conversations, telephone calls, emails, and text messages. There were approximately 10 phone calls and 10 meetings specifically about SNC, and I and or my staff were a part of these meetings. Within these conversations, there were expressed statements regarding the necessity of interference in the SNC-Lavalin matter, the potential of consequences, and veiled threats if a DPA was not made available to SNC. These conversations culminated in December the 19th of 2018 with a conversation I had with the Clerk of the Privy Council, a conversation that I will provide some significant detail on. A few weeks later, on January the 7th, 2019, I was informed by the Prime Minister that I was being shuffled out of the role of Minister of Justice and Attorney General of Canada. So what you have to remember, ladies and gentlemen, is that Jody Wilson-Raybould, at the time this was taking place, was the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Canada as the Attorney General. She was also the Minister of Justice, and Mr. Trudeau's sought out and appointed Ethics Commissioner Marie Dion found Mr. Trudeau guilty of ethics violations with the bullying of Jody Wilson-Raybould, the Attorney General and Minister of Justice. And yet the RCMP didn't think it was necessary to interview Mr. Trudeau 
All right, let's get back to Mr. Barrett, Conservative Party of Canada's Shadow Minister for Ethics and Accountable Government. What do you make of this, all of this, Mr. Barrett? We're back to we're back to SNC-Lavalin, and I can tell you from what I've seen from listeners' com- communication with me over the last uh, 20 hours or so, people are very, very interested. Yeah, look, I remember the, uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould's testimony well. I was uh, at the table um, as a... Uh, as a rookie MP, uh, when when she gave that bombshell testimony, and you know, you you talked about the finding of the ethics commissioner, and his finding was very clear. He found that Mr. Trudeau used his position of authority as um, the as the head of cabinet, as the head of government, uh, over Miss Wilson Raybould to seek to influence directly and indirectly her decision on whether she should overrule the director of public prosecutions. Now, uh, and, the, and the decision specifically was to grant a, a deferred prosecution agreement um, for a, a friendly uh, company to, to Mr. Trudeau and his party, SNC-Lavalin. And um, the director of public prosecutions office is designed essentially for this very reason, um, so as to avoid political interference by um, by the executive. And the testimony is, it's just shocking to hear um, to hear the RCMP say that they didn't they didn't speak to Mr. Trudeau. And while we hear on one hand, the RCMP say, well, we don't take direction from anybody else. And so, of course, there couldn't have been interference. They rely very heavily on on third parties, you know, in, in some of the documents that we've received through access to information requests. Not so we see them not because the government's transparent, but because uh, we're diligent in following up on on what they've been trying to cover up. Uh, we see that that they lean quite heavily on Miss Wilson Raybould saying that she didn't um, perceive it there to be criminality. Well, you know, I don't think that the RCMP should be taking cues from uh, you know from people outside of their organization if they say that they're they're independent. And so I think that's pretty thin gruel. And um, and it's problematic when it, it appears to Canadians that there's a two-tier justice system. And I think that it does a disservice to uniformed members of our National Police Service when there isn't transparency that's being executed at the most senior levels when it concerns alleged criminality involving members of the executive. And we have to remember the mandate, I keep saying this, the mandate of the RCMP was to investigate obstruction of justice and intimidation of a justice system participant. That was the mandate. So I I want to ask you about uh, Rivecan in a moment. But what's going to happen now with this SNC-Lavalin case? Is it back? Is there going to be, uh, are you going to pursue this? Uh, because I, there's an appetite for it. There, there's an, an unsatisfied appetite among Canadians who always have felt we didn't get the truth. Look, uh, at this same hearing, we raised the issue as well of the Aga Khan affair. And we found a similar phenomenon, Roy, of the RCMP not having questioned um, Mr. Trudeau in a case where they had opened an investigation file um, for alleged fraud on government with the prime minister as the person of interest, uh, Mr. Trudeau as the person of interest. So again, we have a case with the RCMP whose 
the, 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 the top Mountie is appointed by the prime minister. And then we have the prime minister at the center of, of an investigation uh, that's in uh, you know, the front page of national newspapers. And they don't even pick up the phone and call the prime minister. And, um, and, I, and I went through a decision tree that, again, we A-tipped that uh, the access to information requests, excuse me, that, that went through a decision tree that the RCMP had created. And there was only one question unanswered, which they could have got by simply asking the prime minister. And that's if he'd had permission to deviate from the laws and, uh, in effect, to, to grant himself permission or to get permission from, from cabinet or perhaps the governor general. Um, and we asked him that question in the House of Commons, and uh, he confirmed he did not have permission, which satisfied by the RCMP's own own table that they laid out in their documents that um, he would have been guilty of that alleged uh, that alleged offense. And so this is a problem. But you know, look, now we have a new commissioner of the RCMP since then, and um, and. It is certainly there's keen public interest. I'm hearing unbelievable interest from from people, including inside the law enforcement community, who are saying that this needs a second look. Mm-hmm. And what's more is I've heard from people that say, you know, shouldn't the RCMP be referring this to a, a different police agency? And we've raised this with the RCMP before, and and it's their discretion to refer a matter to an outside agency. And they haven't. We've made that ask of them before, and they've they've declined. But um, you know. To maintain confidence in our in our um, in our national police force, um, you know, uh, obviously we continue to raise the issue, and we think that an independent look uh, would be, um, you know, would would behoove the RCMP and um, and and help to do something to enhance or restore Canadians' confidence um, that's slipping in this, you know, uh, cherished national institution or iconic national institution. But um, we've got to make sure that. Uh, that everyone is assured that the Mounties get their man. Yeah. I can assure you that my listeners who've been in touch with me want more information. They want the truth about what happened at SNC-Levelin. And we have to remember Mario Dion, the ethics commissioner selected by Mr. Trudeau, found Mr. Trudeau guilty of ethics violations. Mr. Barrett, please stand by. We're going to come back to you. I want to talk to you about the—I can't even say arrive can anymore— my mouth just wants to say arrive scam. I can't even say arrive can any longer because it is a scam and a very expensive one. Stay with us, Roy Greenshaw. Mr. Barrett, uh, share with us, please, what, what happened in Parliament this past week as far as GC strategies are concerned and their two owners and what you were able to, I don't want to use the word sneak, but I'm surprised you got this past uh, the Liberals. And they're going to have to appear before your committee. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we had at the at committee last week, we had put forward uh, a motion and it, it uh, was the uh, subject of a, a two-day filibuster, a liberal talkathon to try and uh, kill this motion. But we got the motion through committee and, and it had to go through the House. And that was for a very rare parliamentary um, tool to be uh, to be taken out of the toolbox, and that is for us to be able to issue um, not just a summons but a warrant and effect the arrest of individuals should they not appear before a parliamentary committee. And um, specifically, it's for the principals at the two-person IT firm, uh, GC Strategies, uh, who two guys working out of a basement in suburban Ottawa 
who were paid about $20 million to work on Justin Trudeau's um, $60 million arrived scam. Uh, La Press reported uh, about two weeks ago that this company was paid $258 million in contracts starting only weeks after Justin Trudeau was elected. Now, the, these, the reason this extraordinary step uh, was put forward was because they've been, uh, th- these two individuals um, have refused to appear, having been legally summoned three times. Now, it had to pass the House, and the Liberals um, at first uh, attempted to vote against it. Uh, but um, knowing the immense public pressure they would face for p- further perpetrating this cover-up, um, we were able to pass it. And now the clock is ticking with uh, 21 days uh, that uh, started early this past week before these individuals must appear or they will be, um, or they will be arrested and brought uh, by the Parliamentary Sergeant-at-Arms to the House of Commons for questioning um, in this unbelievable uh, scandal that's seen allegations of um, of forgery, fraud, intimidation, and bid rigging. It's, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I kind of like to see that, actually. See them brought to uh, the committee by the sergeant-at-arms. I think that would be appropriate. Can you share with us, though, what your deepest concerns are as this case continues to develop? Where are your thoughts are, what your concerns are on this Sunday afternoon? Well, my biggest concerns, Roy, are, are the alleged criminality. This is a big problem. Um, you know, when, when we talk about accountability, sometimes people wonder, well, what, is it, what exactly does that mean? Well, we um, did, uh, you know, we covered a lot of ground with the RCMP when they were before committee this week. And, um, and it was the first time, but the RCMP commissioner did confirm that the entire ARRIVE can, the ARRIVE scam uh, is under RCMP investigation. Um, obviously not something they do lightly, uh, considering um, the serious allegations that we've seen brought before them about this government that haven't resulted in uh, informal investigations or charges laid. But look, this is uh, tens of millions of dollars um, going to companies who uh, are alleged to, and in some cases have admitted to, um, forging um, resumes uh, and, and winning bids under, you know, uh, under false pretenses or fraudulent pretenses. Um, this is a tremendous problem. What's, what uh, Canadians um, have to be able to trust is that they're getting um, value for their money, but also that um, they're not uh, that fraud is not being perpetrated on them while Justin Trudeau and his government has been asleep at the switch, um, which uh, which is what we're going to get to the bottom of. How how is it that uh, third party companies are writing their own contracts to, to their own benefit for millions of dollars, um, and and you know the public service. Uh, and the ministers responsible have have allowed that to come to pass. So this is what this is why we're prosecuting this issue. It's so important for not just public confidence, but we need to get some of this money back, and we need to get all of the documentation from the government. And we also passed an order of the House this week to do just those two things as well, without the Liberals' help, I might add. But um, but that's uh, you know these are the issues that uh, that Canada's Conservatives are seized with because it's it's common sense. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm going to be talking to another guest about the uh, Winnipeg Lab story after the half-hour break, but give me 20 seconds on that one. Well, this is unbelievable uh, as well. This is where we had um, two scientists working at the Winnipeg uh, Lab. Turns out that they were operatives for the dictatorship in in Beijing, Um, and the government, uh, once this was brought to light, they... Um, the House of Commons ordered the production of these documents, and 
uh, Justin Trudeau's government took the Speaker of the House, the Liberal Speaker of the House of Commons, to federal court to block the release of these documents. And now we see that these documents, in fact, reveal it wasn't national security they were protecting. It was their own incompetence. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. season of 911 on a new night Thursday March 14th on Global Stream on Stack TV